Hey guys, welcome back to the Body and Mind Factory podcast. I'm your host, Blake Morrison, and I'm here with my co-host, Don Bedgood. How are we? Very good. Um, as you can tell, our intro has gone, even though we've done it for two weeks, because B's not here, so... But we got two mics. 100%. So hopefully you'll be able to hear me more better. I just heard yeah. the last recording, and that was pretty piss poor, so... <laughs> yeah, we're Sorry, back. guys. We're back. Um, but yeah, we just, uh, we're just we not as computer literate as, as uh, no, we Bees. No, we figured so. it out, Bees sacked. <laughs> she's, we don't she's need her <laughs> We don't need her to edit it. We just need um, her to send the intro music. And yeah, yeah, then we're good. Be on your way. <laughs> uh, so, like you said in the last couple of weeks, the reason why we're doing the podcast is to uh, relive some of our experiences, some of the ones we've been successful in and maybe not so successful, uh, and try and help uh, people with their experiences and maybe add a little bit of self-development. So pretty much I was talking to the guys this week uh, in the gym around personal development and why podcasts and why reading and all that kind of thing and why, you know, audio books. And I think if I give myself a little pat on the back, <laughs> I come up with the best way to explain it. Um, and it was because I from a book I read as well, it pretty much is what tools do you have right now in your life to combat uh, problems that you may face, and um, that's not only physical but mental and um, you know situational and all that kind of thing. So, what tools do you have up your sleeve or in your toolkit to face problems? Um, what I believe is you can get a coach to help you through those problems, but also you know podcasts, um, you know books, they're already people that have been through those experiences, can give you the tools before you have to actually go and get them. And I, I use an example um, in the gym, and my dad as a young young man, he, he taught me something, and I don't know if he even realised at the time he was teaching me, he was just trying to teach me good work ethic, I think. Um, he actually got me a job when I was uh, 14, and that was to pave uh, this backyard. It was very, very small. And I just had to flatten and get get the surface uh, ready to be paved, and you know remove all the weeds, remove all the um, leftover stuff that was there, and that was going to earn me some pocket money, and I was going to be able to go on a footy trip because of it. So, like I said, I think it, in the first instance, he was just trying to teach me good work. I think you put the work in, I'll get some money back to do it. So what he did, he left me there, and he actually left me with a shovel and. And if you know a spade and a few different little things, and um, you know, forgive me for all those guys out there that are on the tools. I'm gonna fuck up every uh, <laughs> every part of it, but you'll get the the gist of where I'm going with it. So he left me there for a couple of hours, and there was this. I started flattening it out, and I just couldn't quite get it flat because there was this big, massive, like concrete block sticking out. It was where where an old uh, hills hoist was in the ground. If those people that are old enough, that's a clothesline. Um, that used to spin around. Yeah, we put the goon bag on. And this massive concrete block, and I'm just trying to flatten it out. I'm trying to chip away at it with a shovel. And all I had was literally a, a shovel and a rake trying to flatten this out. And it took me hours and hours. And I was trying to dig around it and dig around it and dig around it. I just kept digging and digging. I get blisters all over my hands. And I'm like, Dad's going to come back, and I've done nothing. Like I've <laughs> done like a square meter of this whole thing that I should have done already and what do you know six hours later I come back the concrete block still not out of the water out of the ground I literally dug around it that deep 
And I walk straight back and Dad's just going, what are you doing? And he goes, I said, oh, I can't get this thing out of the ground. He goes, oh, you don't have a pick and we'll probably need a um, jackhammer to break up that concrete. And I'm like, far out. Well, that would have been good to know six hours ago. <laughs> so I was literally, Thanks, <laughs> I was working with a shovel when I needed a jackhammer. You know, so I had a problem in front of me. I didn't even know what it was. And straight away, my dad walked straight in within five seconds, knew that I wasn't going to get the job done with the shovel, but I would have just kept going and going and bashing my head against that concrete block. And I would have worn out the shovel. And because I didn't know anything better, I would have got another shovel and just got another shovel get going at it. So that's kind of what we do with our problems at the moment, guys. We kind of like go at it with what we know how and know what to do now and it doesn't work but we just go with it the same shovel you know we go with the same tools sometimes we need to you know upgrade our tools um obviously dad come straight in and taught me that that's not what i needed to do i need to get something else and that helped me straight away so there was someone in power or in knowledge to help me and that's what we're trying to do with these podcasts mm. um just to you know i suppose help you guys with adding to the toolkit it's a good metaphor. I like that one. Um, and Dom come has was lucky enough on the weekend, and he's going to yeah. actually talk about one of his experiences. And I, I think it was really, really cool. And and I think it has a lot to add to uh, to everyone. And I'm just going to try and weigh in my two cents. But he had a pretty cool experience, so I'm going to spin it over to him. And yeah, I went to. Um, I was lucky event. enough to go to Adelaide on the weekend. It was for Olympic uh, Olympic fundraiser dinner, so it's the biggest fundraiser function of the Olympic term, and that. They give us essentially, they raise money to put towards the Olympic team in terms of getting us over there, etc. because there's only so much money that comes from the government. So it was really interesting and I was very lucky enough to attend this and they had a few guest speakers on there and one of them was this Paralympian and she's a snowboarder and so she lost her leg. She started off telling the story where she lost her leg when she was 10 years old. She's from South Africa. And she lived on a farm with her family and she was out there doing the work because over there she said it doesn't matter whether you're 6 or 60, everyone chips in on the farm, everyone works to bring in uh, some you know, some sort yeah. of income. So she was out there um, working on the fields and a tractor ran over her leg and and yeah, and like she was, she was saying that she was 7 hours from the nearest hospital. So she was so far out in like the woods and apparently that in South Africa, the healthcare over there is like not great. So they had the helicopter ambulance come and get her and the mother, she said, all she can remember is sitting there just kind of slowly drifting off and her mother just saying, don't worry, someone's coming to save you, don't worry, someone's coming to save you. And as like a 10-year-old, like she was like, you know, I was just listening to my mum's voice and the ambulance got there and the she said the paramedic picked her up and said to the parents, you should go now because it's a seven-hour drive. And like said, everything will be fine. Put like turned around, put her in the helicopter and then said to the pilot, like while she was conscious, like she's not going to make it. Like to a 10-year-old, like she didn't, he didn't say it to her, but he just said it to the pilot, like she's not going to make it. Like we need to get her there quick because she just lost so much blood. And she said that's the last thing she remembers before she kind of went out and then woke up. And she like survived luckily. And she went on to, um, she moved over to Australia, uh, got into snowboarding. I'm not sure how because, like, she only, she only had 15 minutes. Yeah, but when, yeah, if she ever comes to Gold Coast, man, like, we're going to get her on because her story was incredible. Like, mm. the 15 minutes I heard of it. And anyway, she took up snowboarding. She did the one, I think it's the race one, where there's, like, all those obstacles and you go down. Okay. Yeah. So it's, like, brutal on the knees. And, <laughs> okay. like, yeah, it's crazy. So... 
she's an amputee from the knee down. And anyway, she qualified for the first Olympics in Sochi. So that was 2014, I think, 2014 Sochi. She was going in there ranked number two, I think, at the time. Mm. Got there, like training a few days before, blew out her good knee on a, on a training run. So couldn't compete. Had to wait another four years. Went into Pyongyang, if I'm pronouncing that right, mm. 2018, this year. Uh, I think she was going in there ranked number one this time. Ranked number one or two. A few days before competition, blew out her knee. Couldn't compete. And I was just like, I was just like sitting there gobsmacked because like I was sitting there and I had to get up after her and tell my story of my back. Yeah, I've got yeah. like a few fractures in my back and like, a few, but <laughs> that's what I mean. But it's like, it was, it was so weird because I was sitting there just thinking like, holy shit, like how, like I thought it was hard for me to come back from that. Mm. That was like one incident. And like, like you were saying, um, um, like it kind of ties into what you're saying, like perspective too is like a big thing with dealing with your problems because it can give you that tool of looking back at the big picture and being like thinking to yourself like how am I going to go about solving what's in front of me am I going to put too much energy into self-loathing into being frustrated at it or am I going to be proactive and productive and just move forward like you always say like always forwards never backwards and it was like so it was it was one of those like talks I feel like everyone has one of those moments where you hear something and it kind of just like clicks for you, yeah. you know, like it's something that will sit with you for the rest of your life. And this girl's story, man, it was crazy. Like as she was saying it, I was like just on the edge of my seat, just not, like couldn't believe how how such a positive outlook she had on life, yeah. even though after all the shit that's happened to her. Really inspiring. Really inspiring to see that. Like, and I, I was fortunate enough to talk to her, um, her afterwards and that, and I was just like, I'd like, how do you just keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. And like she said, like she was, we were just talking and she said one thing that kind of stuck with me and she was like, it could be worse. <laughs> and I was like, like, holy shit. Like, I, okay. Like, yeah. and it was so funny. Cause like that morning I was supposed to come and train with you. I was supposed to go and train with BMF and I got to my car and like, I noticed my car door was kind of half open i was like oh shit i forgot to close my door last night opened it someone had been through my car like shit everywhere and i was like you're kidding like this is like great start to the morning Mm. like glove like everything in the glove box was out and like they stole a pair of shoes how like after i realized what they'd stolen it was a pair of shoes a hat and cologne three things that good cologne (laughs) (laughs) the good stuff yeah not the stuff from chemist warehouse (laughs) yeah had to go to my to get this Yeah, yeah but like three things that are easily replaced mm. like three things that are just like now looking back on it, it's just there was no point stressing mm. and like I went back in the house and you know and it was so funny because my mom's like oh like it's fine I'm like she was really calm mm. because she had the right set of tools to look at that problem and realize it's not that big of a deal yeah but I was too busy just like no like it's the shoes I got and like how am I going to get another pair like worrying about yeah. stupid shit mm. and she's like it's right you can like I'm sure you can still go to training and I was like Oh, like, and I was, and I like noticed I just made an excuse not to go because I let something like that affect, like, yeah, move forward, like, yeah, take control of like my day essentially. Mm. And then I didn't train, and then like I felt shit about not training. I went down Adelaide, like I didn't feel good about the car or training then. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like a snowball yeah. effect, you know. And like it didn't get until I got to the dinner. I was like, okay, like I'll enjoy myself now. Mm. But, like I lost half a day. Yeah. Self, like just you know, self pity and yeah, victim. And, yeah, 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 because of something so little. And like when I was listening to um, this girl speak, I was like, holy shit! Like that's a joke that I was making such a big deal out of 
no. something that is nothing yeah. when you look back on it. And like you're saying, like, like oh my god, it like clicked to me. Yeah, and that's that um, that tool for the toolkit is perspective. Oh yeah, and I, I think if you you know again like the the girl you're talking about, like I'm sure at the moment in time. Yeah, of her hurting her knee, like she would have just been destroyed. She would have had good people around her. That's why we talk about having like another tool is circle of influence, mm, having good yeah, people there, yeah, positive being people. grateful, positive. Yeah, you know, these are tools for our toolkit. So they're important. They, tools. Yeah, they're all they're all there. But then being able to, she would have been able to sit back and go, okay, well, I've been through some hard shit. Yeah, and utilize them. And I can. The right and way. there's other people doing hard, more hard shit than what I'm going through right now. So I can get. So that perspective was a really big tool for her, and now it's going to be a massive one for you. And look, I don't think if. Sitting on this side of the um, microphone, I, I don't think you know you have to be too hard on yourself when you're like, oh, far out. I let it ruin my day. But if you let it ruin your your week, your month, mm. your year, like you need a good fucking kick up the ass yeah, because yeah. because of that. Well, that's like, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like I've got tools now that can help me yep. kick out of it quicker within a half a day. Exactly. Right. But then yep. I want to be able to create. I wanted to kind of gain more tools mm. that can help me snap out of it at that moment. That's kind of like step right. back, look at it. Is this worth putting? This much energy yeah, into energy. feeling sorry for myself or feeling negative, yeah. or can I put a positive spin on this? Go to training, like work it out in training, mm. you know, like yeah, go yeah. hard kind of thing, and like yeah. put that energy into a positive manner instead of a negative one. Definitely, like that's, that's why like we're all like learning, you know. Yeah, for sure, and that's I suppose even like anxieties a bit that is like fear of the future, like. Hang on, pull yourself back. Bit of perspective. My mm. life's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can't be afraid of what's going to happen in the future. I don't even know if it's there yet. Yeah, exactly. You know? It was um, yeah, it was huge to hear that. And it was, it was funny that happened because then, like I was just saying to you on Monday, um, I went into training and like I felt this on Sunday. My tricep was like kind of killing me. It'd been like a bit sore um, throughout the week. I just thought it was a tight muscle kind of thing. But then come Sunday morning, I woke up and I couldn't even brush my teeth with my right arm. And I was kind of thinking, like, there's something wrong here. But, you know, I get back home. I'll go sort it out on Monday morning, see what the what the problem is. And um, I ended up going to see the physio. And, like, I was straight away proactive. Like, instead mm. of kind of worrying about it or stressing about it, I was like, all right, this is what I need to do. I need to go see the physio, find out what it is, get a scan, go to the doctor, start a plan right now yep. so that we can combat this as quick as possible. And I think hearing that story, like, really helped me because – I found out that I've got a intramuscular tendon tear, which can potentially, well, which will potentially put me out for two months. Mm. And like I know in the past, I would have spat the dummy yeah. and just said like, this is bullshit. And like I would have felt sorry for myself for a week. And yeah. then I'm already a week behind yeah. and getting better. <laughs> getting better, Like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like I'm starting behind the eight ball before even yeah. starting. You're kicking your own nuts before. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like it was, you know, I was, it was, I just used kind of perspective and like what that, what this girl was saying as like, I kind of added that to my arsenal and then I was able to take that out on that day and okay, step, kind of step back and say, all right, could be worse. This is a situation we have to deal with. This is what I'm going to do to kind of move forward on this. Yeah. And I'll get past straight it straight away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'll get past it quicker. And, like, you know, it's shit. It's a situation I'm mm. in, but, like, oh, well, there's no point kind of. And we're already, me and you were already talking about and, and your physio and that about, like, you would do it quicker than most anyway. Like we're, so, yeah, yeah, within yeah. The, we're proactive. Within the day and a half of finding out about this, you know, um, unfortunate circumstance, yeah. we're already talking about how quickly we can get back from it rather than, 
oh, how long, yeah, is how me? long this is so be... bad yeah. what's going to happen to me it's like oh, why is the world against me and all this yeah like, and the other not thing even is... these people like not even this girl has that perspective on yeah, life exactly just right. a fucking leg <laughs> yeah like someone yeah. said something to me in the physio i think like i heard someone say something um she's like oh you know this sucks and i was like Let's be grateful we can walk yeah. to our cars yeah. after this. I think we'll be okay. I was yeah. like, I think we'll be fine. And as you said, like what where you're now looking at, you know, and as we've you know, we both do, it's like what can we do? Yeah. So you can still do core, you can still do legs, you can oh, still so do much. cardio. Yeah. Like we like, like I can't I like um for those who are like listening, like I can't use my right arm. Not because I can't, it's like not because I'm not allowed to, because yeah. like I physically can't like yep. there's so much fluid in there mm. and the tear's really bad at the moment that I can't even bend it more than like on a 20 degree yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. So like brush my teeth's gone. Yeah. I was like trying to wash myself last night. That was a pain in the ass. Yeah. I was like trying to wash my left armpit with mm. my left hand. But it's just like, yeah, like you <laughs> said, we just spin it around and like, you just got to do it. I in, cause I've had to learn with a few of my injuries. Yeah, exactly. You're the well. same. It's like, you actually start to become like, oh, hang on. This could also be make me better in so many other ways. Oh yeah. Make you focus on things that you've been skipping over for, you know, periods of time yeah because, yeah you, know, you, you now have time to concentrate on these things yeah so like you've seen me with my you know adductor tear i had an avulsion tear in my adductor um and broke my hand yeah yeah you've been <laughs> yeah. through the wars in the, in the wars i had shoulder reconstruction like, yeah could be worse. yeah could be yeah i'm saying i'm looking at like no i look at myself i'm like oh, i've got this but i'm like yeah can be Blakey's worse over yeah. There. <laughs> yeah it could be definitely worse and, and you're right man and that's if we all sort of like, we all have our cross to bear, but like we, we look back and go, right, hang on, you know, how bad is it? What There's many people in a worse instance, you know, they say like people are dying of, um, you know, malnutrition and, and no food. Mm. You know, that's, a, you know, it's the truth. Yeah. Like there's people dying with not, they don't have clean water. Like it's gratitude, but it's perspective. Like yeah. you've got to put them in both things, you know, be grateful for what you've got, but also hang on, like you said, I can still drive my car home. I can still get to the physio. I've got physios all around me to help me. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can do that. And, you know, I've got I've got a great support team got, around me. Yeah, all these things. And then even for that girl, like, oh, oh I didn't lose both legs or whatever. Like, you know, yeah, you, yeah, there's always yeah, like, exactly. I didn't die. Yeah. You know, like I, I still got to live she, my yeah, life. She you know, like, yeah, so. like, like, that could have been the end for yeah. her. And like she, was, she should have died apparently mm, like because of yeah, the amount of blood amount she of blood. lost. Yeah. But she was... You know, she was um, she's a survivor. Like she's a fighter. Yeah, and that's why she's here. And a, a couple of the the tools I like to sort of play with with my clients is you know, around this kind of stuff is control. Like one of the ones I really use firstly is like don't play the victim. Get out of that victim mentality because mm. a victim will be like blame, excuses, denial. So you start to like, you know. Um, just get into that self-loathing, that really downward yeah. spiral. Yeah. Um, you want to play, you know, you want to play above the line and start to just take accountability for the responsibility of the actions you can take. Literally, and that that was that was one thing that I noticed too with the car. Like, mm. I know I would have been like, oh, like you know, for God's sakes, like, and I, I reckon I would have started like saying something to mum because mum goes. Oh, I usually, you know, check the car doors mm. when I come in the house. Yep. The old me would have been like, oh, why didn't you check last night? But it's yeah. like, it's my fault. It's my car. I yes. left the car unlocked. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, there's no one else to blame but myself. Yeah. Like, I wasn't trying to point the finger, which I know for a fact in the past, like, I've pointed the finger at people mm. for shit that 
has gone wrong because of my actions. Right, yeah, I've done the same, man. And, and that's when you start to like, you know, oh, hang on, yeah, that's, you know what? Yeah, look, you know, thank you for saying that, but it's not your fault, it's my fault. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, so I was like, I left the car open, like, you yeah, know, that's my fault. Because then we can push all that onto someone else and exactly, be like, yeah. oh, well, that was their fault. And then yeah. we actually start to believe that. We live yeah. in denial, like, well, it's their fault. And then we go, well, they should reimburse me for it. And <laughs> like, far, you can go down a big downward spiral. <laughs> that's, that's a bad rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, you know, so you, you're, you're yeah, taking responsibility for the actions, taking responsibility and ownership of the actions you're going to take moving forward. But also I say, you know, control what you can control and what you can't control what someone does to you, but you can control the the reaction you have to it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I, I, you know, I've, I've had clients in the past, like, you know, or, and, you know, and, and experiences and I don't want to go too deep because it's, it's a personal relationship, you know, like. Um, they've had arguments with partners or that kind of thing, and then they go and hurt themselves, right? Yeah, you know, or yeah. their their partner's done something wrong to them, um, or something. You know, they lost their. You know, someone at work did something wrong to them. You know, which is a wrong thing. They yeah. that person shouldn't have done that. But yeah. them going and drinking twelve beers to drown that out is them taking an action that's not going to help them any further. No, yeah, you know, it's... a beach walk. With a friend, or clearing with a, your head, yeah, clearing your head and going out. for a swim, or that's, doing a yeah, training proactive. session, or having a nice healthy meal to then be proactive towards your, your health, yeah. your, yourself, yeah. and loving yourself more is a better way. So yeah. always say to the guys, okay, look, you know that's a bad and an unfortunate circumstance to to happen, but control what you can, and that's what you do after that. Yeah, and people you know? that try that, like they'll tell you, like they feel so much better, so much better. Yeah, yeah. And like it's not bullshit. Like you'll feel ten times better then, because I know. Like I've tried to, like it's not the same as twelve years. But if mm. I have a shit session, I'm yeah. in the mindset of, oh, get McDonald's, make me feel better. Mm. Ten yep. minutes later, I'm like, I regret this. I feel like shit. I feel now. way I worse feel than way whatever worse I did. Than I did before. <laughs> yeah. Like I should have just gone home and cooked a meal. Mm. And I was like, why did I do that? Yeah, why, 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 it's why, like it's not on the same scale, but it's like. Yep. Yeah, you know, everyone's has will have those same kind of yeah situations. Hundred percent, and it's like yeah, anything, and it's the same. You know, if someone does another way, it's a bit of a trick that I play in my mind. Not a trick, but a bit of a thing that I use as well is like, if someone has hurt me, and I continue to hurt myself, I'm giving that person more power. Right. Okay. They're having more power over them over me than what they should. You know, if, if um, you know, someone has said something nasty to me, or they. Whatever it might be, yeah. the more power I give them, the more power that conversation has had. You know, like oh, okay, yeah. You know, so yeah. if I keep putting more energy to it, more energy yeah. to it, then I'm giving that person more power, and they don't deserve that power. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm deserving of that. I need to put more energy back into myself. Yeah. And get out of that situation and deal with it properly. You know, and and obviously maybe remove myself from it or tell them. Yeah. You know. So, but yeah, like that's that's one one or oh, yeah one of many sort of little ways that I try and like teach it to them. Um, another one is like a, yeah, there's, there's methods or like philosophies on, on like on life and how you look at life. So there's a one called like being a stoic or stoicism. Um, it's very like very, very old ancient sort of Greek sort of Marcus Aurelius was one of the well-known stoics and they sort of live on that line of, um, it's it's like they understand in life there is pain and pleasure, mm. and they're okay with both. Okay, um, right. You know, they start to accepting of both, ex- accepting, of both. accepting yeah. that if you are gonna, you do get to feel pleasurable stuff. Yeah, you're also gonna feel pain. Yeah, um, knowing that death is a, a you know part of 
everyone's life come down. Yeah, you know, and and, and death is is there, and it's and it's and knowing that that is a real thing, um, and not trying not to take too much on. Yeah, you know, they're actually in a stoic thing. They actually have they 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 do fasting to under, like because most people's fears that they were they don't have enough. They don't have enough things. Right. So what they actually do is they go and they go and uh, live on the in a park for a day or a, a two days, three days. They go just and like a public park. Yep, they just go and go yeah. be homeless for three days, just to show themselves like they're the biggest fear they can actually get through. I'd stay clear of children's parks. <laughs> yeah, but I always say to my, I always say to myself like, you know, the worst case scenario, if it all went away, I'd be able to start again. Right, I yeah. could start again. I could do whatever, like yeah. you know, like the worst have, case. Yeah, yeah, worst case scenario is like I'll start again. I've got enough good people around me. I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll be okay, you know. Yeah. And and you have enough tools to rebuild. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey. Right? That's it. The tools and and there like this, they they work in that way. And like they actually do these things where they because a lot of people like I won't go outside if I don't have makeup on because they're so worried. Yeah, they feel like they're going to be judged. Judged and they're like, and I'm like, like, no one gives a shit but you. Yeah, so um, what they actually do is like they so go outside in like the, the most strange outfit and just realise that they didn't die. No one really gives a shit and Yeah, you'll get cares? some locks, but who cares? Yeah, like who cares? Like, I can't you talk because it'd probably take me a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it actually, I, I took a lot I from it. I myself. I took a lot from it because I used to take me ages to get ready, those who know me. Um, that sounds really bad, but... Um, so now it's just like, oh, well, just chuck something on. Like, who really cares? That the, you know, down to the deepest. We sort of like worry about the wrong shit. Yeah. You know? And that's what the sort of Stoics is. They, they do that. They, you know, if you can read into a bit further, guys, it's, that's very like See, top, my biggest one. surfaces. My biggest stuff. one, and everyone who knows me will know this, like wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah. No I, like, I reckon that'd no be, hat, no play. That'd, <laughs> that'd be like, it sounds dumb, but like that'd be one that I'd be like, oh. Like, if I went the whole yeah, if I went the whole day without wearing a hat, <laughs> yeah, I'd feel okay. Ooh, shit. I don't know. There you go. There's because I get like Dom's really, goal. That's my goal. No hat I'm like, tomorrow. Really self conscious if I don't wear a hat. Okay, well, there you go. Like just see, and then I bet you nothing happens. I'll just yeah. Be and if one person goes, oh, you're not wearing a hat, like what? You look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and if they did, you like come you're crying to Blake. Still <laughs> like alive at yeah. the end of the day. I'm still fine. Yeah, I'll try and that. That'll be yeah. my goal. The next time I'm on the podcast. Next time we do one, hopefully. <laughs> I have I no, he just literally that. took his hat off as well. I'm trying to, get used to it. <laughs> trying to get used to it. Um, he's look. wearing a hat inside and I'll just need to take it off. That's disrespectful. That's, that's, what, that's what I mean. I was wearing a hat during this podcast. Yeah. I'm not even filming it. <laughs> uh, and the other one is like Memento Mori, which is like a, another type of like philosophy um, that, you know, uh, it's actually, again, it's, it's a bit morbid, but it's like death is real. Um, it is going to happen to all of us. So live your life knowing that that's going to happen. So, you know, making decisions, knowing that, well, I will, will die one day. Mm. I can't take it with me. So let's enjoy this moment now. You know, not living for future things, living for the moment, living for the now, um, which is really cool, I think, anyway. I like like, that. Yeah. Because you kind of give it, you, it's almost like it's funny you say that because then you're giving every day your all. Yes, you that's know? exactly right. Yeah. And it's, you know, people... I hear some people say, like, I need to plan for the future mm. and they try and get all their affairs in order. Yeah. But I don't know, I just thought of this then. It's like, if I feel like if I started living like that, like every day I'd give my 100%, which would 
um, inevitably lead to what I want in the future. Yeah, and that's why they say uh, memento mori because it's like a saying right, as well. Okay. So you can sort of say it as well. So like a carpe diem, <laughs> like it's a bit. That's a bit. Yeah, that's a bit worn out because yeah. of that thing. But people don't really know what that means. That's what that means. What? Seize today. Like, yeah, carpe diem. Seize yeah, the you day. Know, like actually really do it. Yeah, and yeah, make today the best day you can. And you have like. Um, you know, lots of like. There's another one. I, I uh, Aubrey Marcus podcast, um, which is another one. Guys, I, I listen to um, the the author of Own the Day, and he and he actually owns On It in America, which is a is um, that the open relationship? Guy? Yeah, open relationship. That's we'll, for another podcast. We're definitely getting in on that as well. <laughs> I'll be throwing my two cents in on that. Um, he's going to write a book on it. Yeah. I'm right. I'm, the amount of stuff he's I'm talking starting about. a company uh, <laughs> teaching people how to have an open relationship. Psychologists psychologist will go out of business. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he talks about a story about his mum was uh, played tennis and she went to Wimbledon. She wasn't. She didn't make the final, but she was. She was well up there. She gave her sister a like mink coat or something like a beautiful coat. Yeah. And her sister said, oh, I can't wait to wear, I can go wear this one day or go to something where I can wear it, where something of value to wear it yeah, to. Like, like a, an event. An event yeah, or a yeah. ball or whatever. Something and, that justifies wearing a Yeah, justify, coat. yeah. And unfortunately, she never got to go anywhere and she passed away and never got to wear the coat. Really? And you think about it, she should have worn that fucking coat to the park. Yeah. And laid down on it. That day. Yeah, you know, like, and you think about it, you go into your closet now and you go, oh, I've got all these things that, for a nice so day. true, yeah. Like, I've got shit, like, shoes. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, I won't wear it. They're too nice. Because they're too nice. They're too nice yeah. for where I'm going. Yeah, you know, well, why do we buy them then if they're too nice? You know, like, then it's, see, that's bad because, yeah. like, I've done that to people too. Mm. Like, I've done that to um, my girlfriend, Britt. Yeah. Like, I bought her this beautiful Burberry scarf. Yep. And we went out to the movies or something. She put that on, and I said to her, too, "Why are you wearing that? It's too, it's too nice. <laughs> yeah. See, that's dumb. That's, yeah. that's so she never she, get, see, see. She was literally. Sorry, Rick. I think that was that's my fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like so true. And, and look, don't get me wrong. I'm, we're not perfect here. I don't want to no, build that picture. That's why we do the podcast. I think and get Learning. those tools. And these are the things that I've listened to and heard and brought tools back from it. You know, um, yeah. I listen to guys like you know. Um, yeah, you know, like Will Smith and Denzel. Like these are guys that you wouldn't think that are, are thought leaders, but if you look into it, they actually oh, are. Oh man, some of this. Oh, yeah, like Will Smith's Will Smith. one they, when he he's said incredible. the other day, he's like, you know, why would we? The world kicks us in the nuts enough. Why do we kick ourselves in the nuts? And that's that whole thing around like, don't like you. You got your car broken into. The world yeah. kicked you in the nuts, yeah. and then you go and kick yourself in the nuts by not turning up to training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, so that's, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, and then like. Um, the same one we've got Denzel Washington, uh, Denzel, um, also one of the best actors going around, the best. Um, is, um, he's, he's one of his, he's like, you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. So meaning you can't take all these things sometimes we chase after and not to say when someone's materialistic, it's a bad thing, but sometimes we chase after these things and none of it's coming with us. Mm, Yeah. You know, so we, you know, we should. I think it's right to have nice things. Yeah, hundred percent. But it's just, just like none, people's drive is those nice. Only things. those are not relationships and not, not self improvement. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, there's a cool little uh, message that I, I or like story I'd like to share. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Um, we might even finish on it, hey? Yeah, yeah. This um, would be this would be a good one for you guys to kind of take away with you. Yeah, it's and it's I like a, this one. 
it's a it's a By story. the greatest man who ever lived. <laughs> yeah, it's a story, um, and I send it out to my clients every now and then, just to just to you know have a bit of perspective oh, and yes. step back. There it is. There's that word again. Oh, yeah. We might even start turning the podcast into how to build your toolkit. That could be yeah, that could be a segment. Oh, Jesus, oh. that could be a segment. Oh, yeah. So we'll do the podcast, <laughs> yeah. people. Um, so it's from Alexander the Great, and it's Alexander the Great's final words were in three requests. So I'm just going to go over them. So number one, my first desire desire is that, that the very best physicians alone must carry my coffin. My second one, I desire that when my coffin is being carried to the grave, the path leading the graveyard be strewn with gold, silver, and precious stones, which I've collected in my treasury. And number three, my third and last wish is that both my hands be kept dangling out of my coffin. The people who gathered there wondered at the king's strange wishes, but no one dared bring the question to their lips. Alexander's favourite general kissed his hands and pressed them to his heart. O king, we assure you that these wishes will be fulfilled, but tell us why do you make such strange wishes? Alexander took a deep breath and said, One, I want my physicians to carry my coffin because people should realise that no doctor can really cure anybody. They are powerless and cannot save a person from the clutches of death. So let not people take life for granted. Two, the second wish of strewing gold, silver and other riches on the way to the graveyard is to tell people that not even a fraction of gold will come with me. I spent all my life earning riches but cannot take anything with me. Let people realise that is a sheer waste of time to chase wealth. Three, my third wish of having my hands dangled out of the coffin I wish people to know that I came empty-handed into this world and empty-handed I will go out of this world. After all that is most precious in life is exhausted and that is time. Time is our most precious treasure because, of it, because it is limited. When we give someone our time or our outlet of time, we actually give them a portion of our life that we'll never take back. Our time is our life. Goodbye. Have a good week. Yeah. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>